0: They're not going to say this in the article, so we're going to say what other people aren't saying, which is this is most likely food fraud, that they're adding lead and probably some sort of food dye to increase the weight and increase the amount, quote unquote, of cinnamon-looking product without actually having cinnamon. Everybody's got to eat. And nobody likes getting
1: sick. That's why heroes toil in the shadows, keeping your food safe at all points, from the supply chain to the point of sale. Join industry veterans Francine L. Shaw and Matt Ragucci for a deep dive into food safety. It all boils down to one golden rule. Don't eat
0: poop. Don't eat poop. Hello, hello, Francine. Hi, Matt. Okay. I don't know how many times we start off the episode with how much issues we have with technology for don't eat poop, but yeah, (laughs) we've been going a year now. It'll be a year almost exactly when this comes out. So that's what, 52 episodes that we've done and we still have technical issues.
1: It's crazy. I don't understand it. I don't touch the equipment. (laughs) I turn it on and suddenly I can't hear. It just doesn't work. I don't know what happens.
0: And if you wonder if we pray, Francine prays every single time we do this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: my (laughs) land.
1: I don't think he's listening, even though this random voice comes through my computer sometimes that says I'm listening. I think it's you, but.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She's (laughs) God. And I say to her, Yes, Francine, (laughs) I'm listening.
1: But anyway, yes, I don't know. I don't know what happened. My, I don't know. Anyway,
0: yeah. just continue to pray. <laughs> so we have an exciting topic today, Francine. Very exciting topic. We yes. do. They're
1: all exciting topics, Matthew.
0: Oh, there are. Yes. We are working diligently to convince the non-food safety nerds the people that aren't food safety nerds of the world, that food safety is very interesting. Exciting, perhaps.
1: Exciting, fun,
0: interesting. (laughs) Well, today we're going to be talking about lead poisoning.
1: We are. And not from eating the lead paint in your house.
0: No, although you can get lead poisoning from that. Very serious. Very serious. We are talking about lead poisoning. So there have been conversations that are going around because people have Stanley Cups now, right? Which is funny because people have had Stanley Cups forever. I know. I think Stanley's been around for 100 years. And I think they've been operating out of the same facility for dozens and dozens of years of those hundreds of years. But now that Stanley has been selling these new cups that are all the rage now people are like realizing that there's actually lead
1: so yeah i swear my grandfather had a stanley thermos i don't maybe his dad before him i don't know how long they've been around but yes now they're very fashionable i could go get a hot pink stanley
0: yes stanley
1: if i really wanted one i don't know yes i don't I know. know
0: we bought ones for all the girls in our family so i don't know like a dozen cups this christmas and they were all different colors and. Yeah, and so there's conversation right now in the ether of is the whole Wana Bana lead poisoning thing similar to what's going on with the Stanley Cups? And I'm here to say, no, no. So when you first saw that, what were your thoughts? Because obviously we've talked about the Wana Bana thing, and we're going to talk more about that today because there's been way more cases. There's going to continue to be more cases. There's a lot more information about the supply chain for Wanabana cinnamon that they used in the applesauce packets and the crazy amounts of lead that were found in this facility. And so there's some more information on that. But the Stanley Cup thing, that came to me and I, I was like, first off, I've been using, just like you, I think I'm using, I have my grandpa's Stanley set, That I still use when I travel in the car for long cars. So this thing has to be 40 years old. Yeah. And I use a Yeti, which hasn't had issues, I guess, with lead stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So I love steel Uh, (laughs) cups. And I use it every single day, all day long. I go from coffee to soda in this thing. And my daughters and my wife all use those Stanley cups and they use them every day, all day long. So I had to do some research on it, but I was just curious, what were your thoughts when you saw, it's not new, but all of a sudden everybody realizing that in the process of creating those Stanley cups, there is lead in that process.
1: So, well, first of all, I didn't realize thing was, I order everything online. I don't, I haven't been in a store in, I don't know how I, you know, where I live, Yeah. Don't have a local department store or a local big box store down the street. So I've not been in one of those stores in a while. So I didn't even realize that this whole Stanley thing had become fashionable till I saw something on TikTok when I was doing some research about these kids are getting in the vehicle with their Stanley cups ready to go to Starbucks. And suddenly this has become a thing. So it's only been recently that I discovered it has become the latest fad. So when I first read it, and like you, my husband has a Stanley thermos that he's had for years. When he was working, he works for PennDOT. Years ago, he used to be part of the road crew. And I remember we had got him a Stanley then. So headlines are written to be read to catch your attention. So the article. And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, wow, what's that about? So of course I opened it up to read it and I thought, sounds a little Far fetched. I think the likelihood of something like that happening is really pretty slim. I don't know that you're going to get lead poisoning from drinking out of your thermos. Now, not that you can't. Yes. You can't. But I don't think it's something that we really need to be concerned about. It wouldn't keep me from buying a Stanley thermos. If you drop it
0: hard, Right. I wouldn't even say if you dropped it. You have to break the seal. And Stanley says that. So in the articles that I read, too, a lot of times they'll be like, and there was no comment from XYZ organization, right? Not Stanley. Every single time they're being interviewed, they're like, yeah, this is the same process that we've used for 100 years. People have still been using our cups from 100 years from now. We say all the time, yes, if the seal is broken, then you need to get a new cup. And do not use that cup. What would cause that seal to break, though? I'm not even dropping it. I guess if you drop this thing from, like, the 10th story building (laughs) onto concrete, maybe. What? You'd have to drop it hard, right? Hard. Okay. My whole family are just like me. We are the biggest klutzes. We throw things around. My watches are like tool watches. Titanium steel tool watches. And I tell my kids all the time, you wear them like you're going to wear them. And Stanley Cups are the same exact way. It's, they're built to, I was going to use a, I'm a gun guy. So an AK-47, right? You see those guys running around in the deserts or whatever, and they're dropping their guns. They're rolling it around like with a truck. But yeah, if you break the seal, don't be drinking that. Because yeah, you could get small, consistent amounts of lead. That could build up in your system over a long period of time.
1: And uh, yeah, I'm not talking about a casual drop. I.
0: <laughs> sorry, you a little bit about me. Um, no, but your I, husband's probably the same way too, right? I'm, is he hard on things or no? I, I'm probably harder on things than he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, twice in the last
1: year, just preoccupation, I laid my phone onto the top of my car and. <laughs> Forgot that I put it there, laughed, drove away, heard something hit my trunk. And I'm like, what (laughs) in the world was that? (laughs) Hit the car, hit the road and was like, so then I have to go back. And it was because you notice your phone's not in your vehicle when you go to use it. And it's like phone not found, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. You know, when it comes up, it doesn't detect your phone in your car. And I'm like, crap, that's what hit my trunk. Like, where's <laughs> <was> my phone? <laughs> like, I have to go back and find your phone. Because now it has bounced off the highway. And you don't know where you <laughs> like, my God. I did that twice in a three-month period. And do you know my phone still worked? It still worked. Both It's times.
0: amazing. Those phones now are... Both
1: times. I, I can't, like... Yay, iPhone. I mean, it worked. It continued to work. It didn't even crack the screen. And I found it both times. So, yeah, I can be a little hard. I mean, I don't do that kind of stuff on a regular basis, but that might, I might have been worried about the seal cracking if that had been my cup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. It's my
1: point to the story. The one time, I mean, I had drove a distance before that happened, before it actually slid off the roof of the car. Like, yeah. Thank God nobody ran over it because it was laying right on, you know, Route 30, which is a major, major road. So again, the point of that was when I worked in a restaurant, we used to see people drive away all the time with their cups
0: on the oh, whole bar. Oh, yeah. Car, all the yeah time. When I worked at Starbucks, the same thing. When I was manager at Starbucks, people would put their cups on the top of the thing and exactly. then they would come back. They would. go, I don't know. If it, probably restaurant to restaurant, but they would come back. We would watch them to drive, and their cup fly off. And they stop. They park back up. They come way back with their cup all like dirty and smashed up. And they're like, I, I, can I have another Starbucks? cup? <laughs> yeah, sure, dude. No problem. We'll 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 get you another cup. Don't worry. It's on us.
1: So that being said, thing like that, I might be worried about my killing my cup. Maybe you know you're. Forty mile an hour down the highway, with it on the hood of the car or the truck or whatever. But you know, again, typically speaking, now I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about something that we're that's entirely different than chip paint in the house or
0: right applesauce. Well, right, applesauce with this cinnamon, which which is a fantastic transition. Oh my gosh, this outbreak! I guess I, what would I. It's still, an, I guess, it's an outbreak with chromium and lead, heavy metal outbreak. This applesauce thing is just—it just keeps ticking. It's every day more numbers of kids, mainly kids, that have just massive amounts of lead that they're finding in their blood. What is it up to now? Four hundred and something. 400. Jonathan sent us. Jonathan sent us an update because I put one on there. But yeah, yesterday I posted on LinkedIn, 404 and counting. And then it's now 413, 413 cases of elevated blood levels in 43 states because of this wanabana. I guess it's just not wanabana. Bana. It's Snucks brand and another one. Several, several different. Several brands. Because it's, oh, and Wise brand. And it's because it's the ingredient, not the applesauce packets. It's the ingredient of the cinnamon that is the issue. Wow. So I'm going to ask you the same thing I posted on LinkedIn, Francine, is how many cases do you think we're going to get to before this completely disappears, if it does? And are you as shocked as I am on this one?
1: Well, I am. Yes, I'm completely shocked. How high will the numbers be? I don't know because you know as well as I do that Not all the cases are being reported and not everybody even knows that this is happening. There's Imagine the number of people that don't even know this is an issue. And I wonder, I always wonder about this. You know as well as I do that there are boxes, because of the way that recalls work, there are boxes of this stuff, this applesauce, this product, that are sitting in places that don't even know this product is in recalled. Oh,
0: yeah, and and on people's shelves.
1: And it's going to continue to sit there and continue to be sold because people don't know that there's a problem. So in reality, this product could continue to be sold for a long time. And in some cases, some of these places will continue to sell it after it's expired. Yep. That'll happen. And it'll continue to be consumed. So this could go on for a long time. Right. Right. I think it'll be a while until we see the end of it. And while we're still reading about it, and we're still talking about it, you're not seeing much about it on mainstream media at this point, which means that the general public isn't hearing about it. Many of them have probably
0: forgotten about it. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to talk about the Stanley Cup's. And this issue, because I think more people will listen to our podcast because we brought up Stanley Cups than Wanabana lead poisoning in these packets.
1: Well, and that's probably true
0: because, yeah, and so the, the, it is. It yeah, more people are worried about their Stanley Cups than about this. That is sickening. we Will probably end up. what well, we. Oh man, I wonder. Do you think the number would be linked to this? Do you think it could get up to two thousand or more?
1: About reported cases, or are we talking about?
0: No, I'm talking about reported cases. I think there's tens of thousands oh, of people who are going to be affected by this. I'm just talking about reported cases that are going to be directly connected to this. Oh, I think
1: I could easily, I think it could easily. And think it's just it's so scary to think about the people that already have symptoms and don't even know the doctors don't even know right for this because they themselves aren't even aware of
0: it. And the ongoing issues, too. So, you could have a perfectly normal kid completely tracking fine. And by the way, I'm sorry, I'm using technical terms in the, like the, the kid disability world because that is my life. And then all of a sudden, the kiddo just starts having issues. Right. And these issues are that are linked to lead poisoning are like long term issues, learning disabilities, violent behavior mental retardation, lower IQ, ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Maybe I had a bunch of lead as a kid, Francine. I don't know. Kidney damage, brain damage. Okay, maybe this is starting to sound more and more like I should go get my blood tested for... uh... Anemia, weakness, just feeling weak and just tired, developmental delays, seizures, mood disorders... And here's another one: reduced sperm count. Nah, probably not lead poisoning, since I have so many kids. But there's so many like this. If your kid starts having seizures or any of these things, like I would just go get them tested. If you have consumed any of this wanabana Schnucks or Wise applesauce packets with cinnamon, go get it checked out.
1: It's just it's so scary when you start to think about just the the unknown. The fact that so many people just don't don't know. Feel tangent coming on. We need to do better. As a country, we need to do better.
0: Yeah. And so that goes back to the supply chain thing. They found out it came from that supplier in Ecuador. It's a processor in Ecuador. The FDA and the Ecuadorian government version of the FDA over there went into the facility and tested the whole cinnamon sticks. And they tested negative for, there probably is, trace amounts of lead, because you could find trace amounts of heavy metals in almost anything. But the actual whole cinnamon sticks, there was no high amounts of lead at all. But actual, the finished product, and throughout the facility, they just found an excessive amount of lead, I think is what they wrote in this article. And so obviously, there was some sort of processing They're not going to say this in the article. So we're going to say what other people aren't saying, which is this is most likely food fraud. That they're adding lead and probably some sort of food dye to increase the weight and increase the amount, quote-unquote, of cinnamon-looking product Mm -hmm. without actually having cinnamon.
1: And these pouches, parents are buying these pouches. And adults are also consuming these because yes. they're easy to eat, it's a healthy snack in air quotes, so you think, until you find out you're consuming lead, that it's just very convenient, very easy. So, I don't know if you've ever eaten them, but some of them are very good. And here you are eating lead.
0: And, and what I was saying too, like all those symptoms were ongoing low dose amounts of lead right so lead will build up in your system over a long period of time there's no good amount of lead
1: no good amount of mercury
0: no <laughs> good amount of mercury either yes that is, that is true so if you're getting high doses it's exactly what we're, i mean this happened during the cold flu season too i'm still stuff. you can still hear that like high amounts of lead dosed at one or two times or three times or four times or five times how many packets were consumed Could be developmental delays, like we talked about before, or really bad headaches, stomach aches, muscle cramps, vomiting, anemia, irritability, fatigue, and weight loss. What else is that happens during flu season? Right.
1: I feel like that's one of those things, too, that people buy in bulk, like you buy a box of those. I'm not talking 100%.
0: about like, we do. You know,
1: your convenience store that's in
0: here. Yeah. House. We buy them by the box load.
1: Like, the average person would buy, like, a, a small box of those with 15 or 20 of those packs. Yep. In it.
0: Oh, like, 45. We buy them... In the Wait, case okay, not everybody's going to buy the quantity, <laughs> <laughs> that's true, but we buy them by the case because they store really well in our convenience store pantry. And I'll never forget, like four years ago, when I sent you a picture of that, you're like, is Oh, is it a pantry God. or a convenience store, Matt? <laughs> but then when you pull the pouches out, you stick them on the side of the fridge door, they're perfect. You put five or six of them in there, the kids go grab them, throw them in their lunch, and they're good to go. And uh, yeah, super convenient.
1: Oh, in the summer we take them out like on the boat because they're they don't make a mess Can you imagine eating a bowl of applesauce <laughs> they're, they're convenient they're a convenient snack they're again healthy supposedly think about this too quaker is still adding items to their list that they started recalling a month ago
0: well past- no a couple months ago
1: their list so where does that end?
0: Yeah, that's interesting too, because we're starting to see secondary recalls from having Quaker oatmeal stuff like, or Quaker granola in yogurt, parfait type cups and stuff like that too. They had it on their shelf. They were adding it to yogurt. Quaker did their right thing. They said, recall this product, throw it away. But just like you said, it's still in people's shelves that that aren't paying attention to these recalls and they're literally adding salmonella to the perfect base right they're adding it to yogurt and fruit if you you just throw that in there you stir it up you stick it back in the you leave it on the counter for about 10 minutes and then eat it you get busy and then you eat it you just created the perfect
1: another empty dish you know <laughs> God what are we doing
0: yeah back to what you were saying this is this was preventable had they had appropriate supplier expectations. One of my good friends, Jackie Bowen, runs this organization called the Clean Label Project. i, don't I heard know. It. Yeah, It's Yeah, they're right up in Denver, so they're pretty close to me. So she's working on stuff where she's trying to minimize the amount of heavy metals and pesticides and stuff like that in baby food, which is perfect. None of that is good for people to consume, but it's definitely not good for babies to consume. They have a product or they're developing a product that is specifically around certification of supply chain. So not just what you're doing in-house in your processing facility, but then what products are you receiving from that's been already pre-processed and coming in? Something like that, some sort of certification like that could have prevented this.
1: My husband and I stopped somewhere on Saturday and picked up, I got a broccoli salad. It was absolutely amazing. And there was a label on it. Now, this had a little bit of mayonnaise in it, and it had cheese and bacon and I don't broccoli, obviously cauliflower, and I can't remember what else was in it. said absolutely zero about food allergens. Oh no oh. I took a picture. I'll post it on LinkedIn. I took a picture of it, and I'm certain that this small facility, they don't even know that they're supposed to. I'm certain that they don't. It's like. Not one word about food allergens. Not one.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that. Jonathan sent another thing. We keep mentioning Jonathan. By the way, Jonathan is such a huge purveyor of content for us that we. he's literally putting on his LinkedIn page. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to put in yeah. there about. Huge yeah. help. Yeah, but that girl who died because she ate a unmarked allergen cookie that had peanuts in it, and she was like 25, like perfectly fit, top of her game. She was in New York City. She had come over from Europe. She was a dancer. Yeah, and then died because somebody didn't mark that they had peanuts in that. So sad.
1: I don't think I'm mistaken here. I think she used an EpiPen, and it didn't work. I don't know what the situation was there, but yeah, so sad. So sad.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. I mean, you could do everything right and your suppliers could ruin your brand like this. You could do everything right and still media ruin your brand, like what they're trying to do with Stanley. Or you could do everything right and a supplier ruin your brand because you weren't checking your suppliers. So that would be the next thing, right? Everything right within your four walls, within your facility. You, you got your labeling correct, your processing collect your correct, your processing facility could be a clean room and you had a supplier that ruined everything.
1: That your suppliers are doing things right. You can't, regardless of who they are, you can't just assume that they're doing things right to verify information. Or you're not doing your job, which makes you accountable.
0: And there's and this is where I think AI is gonna get really interesting in the future. And Anybody's listening, who's working on AI, you could tell me if this already exists. But I think in the future, AI is going to be really interesting and important in figuring out the supply chain. Where is it that there are risks from product based upon regions, right? Because we know in the United States, there are regions in the United States where arsenic is just really high in the soil. So not at levels at which is going to kill you, but it could be harmful for babies or whatever. Right. So understanding regionally what products are you getting and then also regionally where food fraud is, right? Because there's a lot of food fraud in seafood. There's a lot of food fraud in olive oil in honey and there's a bunch of commodities that have food fraud and spices is one that food fraud is ubiquitous in. It is such a big issue. So if you're receiving spices, you should probably have some sort of supply chain testing, like heavy metal testing on them. And doesn't it be for every batch, but maybe it is. But at least randomized testing and particularly higher testing expectations if it's coming from a region that is known for food fraud.
1: And if you sell these items, you certainly should know that this exists. That's just something that you should be educated. You should know that it exists. And if you know that it exists, then you should be responsible enough to do this testing to not only protect your brand and your business, but the consumers that you're selling it to. In my mind, that's just the way you do business.
0: This is. I just want to finish on this before we go to something different. On the bottom of that article that Jonathan sent us, did you see at the bottom of it where Austro Foods, which was the food distributor that brought it, the import-exporter that was Wanabana's direct supplier? Not the manufacturer of the cinnamon, but the direct supplier that imported the cinnamon. Austro Foods in Wanabana, USA, said that they have established a program to reimburse consumers of recalled products who may have documented out of pocket costs for healthcare, a provider visits, and blood testing up to a total amount of $150 for lead tests. That's kind. I, I read that and I was like, oh wow. Generous. That's not enough. No. Where's and no Marler? attorney in the world is gonna be like, oh yeah, oh that was good. Okay, great. You're good. No. There's no Marlar. $150? hundred and fifty dollars they should have if, if they're gonna cap it they should have kept it they should have kept it way higher we need and then come- made it look like they're really trying to help these families with this issue but 150 bucks yeah we need to add some zeros to that that's ridiculous it's a low number that it's almost like they're telling their victims yeah come sue us because right. there's no nobody's going to go like oh $150 for medical expenses in the United States? Yeah, you're talking to the wrong guy. I have so many <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm actually able to I spend so much on medical expenses I'm able to claim it on taxes. So we know how much all of these things cost. And $150? No.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's insulting. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's ins- you're, I agree uh, that's, you know what, I didn't say that and I didn't think that word, but I think that's why I was offended by that number. It's insulting.
1: So, so the last thing I want to talk about is Food Safety News has come up with this new commentary and it's called The Litigated Dish. Oh yeah, I saw this. You,
0: oh, well, I saw this because you shot it over to me. Yes.
1: I really like this and I hope I say her name correctly. Ilana Corchia, I think maybe, and I apologize if that's not right. Today I saw something on here that caught my eye in particular called Can Foodborne Illness Cause Death? And the reason I want to talk about this is because it is so, so related to Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, because I can't tell you how many times. I've seen something on one of those platforms that is like just so out there that I felt the need to comment and say, that's really just not a good idea because, and I have just been ripped to shreds because people think that I'm just crazy and they're not going to get sick or they're not going to die. And
0: well, there's two different things here, Francine. One is they think that you're crazy. And two is That um, that they're not going to get sick from their food. Those are two separate things. We can argue each individually.
1: (laughs) You don't have time for that, Matt. (laughs) And you don't have the backup.
0: (laughs) Where's your husband? Not here. (laughs) Melissa's just in the other room. Go bring her in.
1: You can find it. I think she might be at lunch. (laughs) Uh, We're going to hear her say, no, I'm over here. (laughs) Anyway, so... The answer to the question is, yes, yes, you can die from foodborne illness. And of course, she talks about the fact that, you know, roughly one in six Americans or 48 million get sick annually, and then 128,000 are hospitalized and 3,000 people lose their lives. And I think that because we do what we do, we know these yeah. people personally, people who have died, people who have gotten severely ill. So we are, again, being safety nerds or more impacted than the average person walking down the street. But I'm always astounded by the people that don't believe that is real. They just yeah. they don't believe that it's real, that you can get sick from eating raw chicken <laughs> or drinking raw eggs or eating raw hamburger from the grocery store or any number of things that we see on a daily base basis in some of the groups that we're in. And I don't know, what do you think? You see the same things that I see. You hear people talk about it. You don't usually comment on it. I'll go out on a limb. And no,
0: <laughs> no. I tell everybody that they, that everybody who is active in civil type of things, right? People who are trying to save the world and make a difference in some way, shape or form should work on a political campaign at least once in their lives. That changed my whole entire view of human beings by working on a campaign at one time. (laughs) First off. Yeah. I thought it was my job to convince other people that they should join me and that they were wrong. They should join me in my beliefs. I could talk about my beliefs, but that that they were wrong and they should believe me. This was very young in my age when I worked on a political campaign. I realized at that point in time after 3 months working on this campaign that really your job is to get people out to vote, people who actually believe what you're what you believe in to actually go and vote. And I feel the same way on any type of social media Even on LinkedIn, anybody who follows me on LinkedIn will know that the vast majority of the time, I rarely get into some sort of debate or argument on LinkedIn. And I feel the exact same way on food safety. My job is not to convince people that already believe that we did not land on the moon or that the world is flat that they are wrong. My job is not to make people believe that they are going to die of foodborne illness if they just 100% don't believe it. My job is to get people who actually believe it to do the right thing. And that's really what it comes down to. Now, when we're talking about facility training, that's different, right? We have to get people within the facility to truly understand and believe that what they do affects food safety right there, no matter what job they do. And if they can't, and if they really truly will not alter or change or buy into the culture of food safety and they keep contaminating the product or have the potential to, then they should no longer be in there because you're not going to convince them. If after a while, and they just, they cannot change, you're not going to convince them. And so I've just come to the realization that there are people out there that are going to believe what they believe regardless of how often you yell at them in the face about the, them being wrong. Well, so, right.
1: right. Well, it's not something that, isn't something that I do regularly by any means. I think it's happened, well, to what I'm actually thinking about happened
0: one time. And it was I know, bad. no, but you were getting pretty, you were, it was funny. Well, first off, you're right. You were engaging a lot, but there was definitely, I was following some of the stuff, not really on Facebook, because you and I just recently got connected on Facebook, but like on TikTok and stuff. Holy cow! There are a lot of idiots on TikTok.
1: Well, yeah, and it wasn't even anything. People can just get just nasty, and it like <laughs> yeah, you have to ignore it. You just really it gets to the point you have to because they start attacking you personally for something that maybe we said on here. It might be something that we when I was yeah. coaching, and I well
0: the the big one was our opinion on school lunches. Holy it, cow! It, did it, we get? The school lunch one, remember that? Oh that my. was like early on.
1: Oh my, that was,
0: yeah, that was. That was about as close to politics as we got on this show. And we still were like beat the hell up by both sides. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was interesting.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's, it can be crazy, but anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's oh. funny. It was like the guy, like the, we talked about last time that decided to do a raw chicken and raw egg diet. There were tons of comments on this kid's thing about how he was going to end up getting sick and dying. And he's like, well, I'm not sick yet. <laughs> yet being the operative word.
1: <laughs>
0: After day one. <laughs> After Yeah, it was day two.
1: Not yet, but just wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, the incubation period of salmonella is like three to five days, bro. So good luck. <laughs>
1: I agree with you. Our I, We have viewed this podcast as a way to educate as many people and reach as many people as we possibly can. And we're only going to
0: reach those people that want to know and want to learn. Which is why I'm excited and frightened about YouTube. I'm excited about doing YouTube this year. By the way, that's one of our goals. Francine and I have five goals this year. And one of them is the YouTube show. I'm excited about starting YouTube because we will be able to hit a bigger audience on YouTube, right? We could end up getting a lot more people listening to us on YouTube, which excites me because we can get our message out to a lot more people. I am equally frightened by the trolls, the people that are going to be like, you guys are a bunch of idiots. There's no worry about food safety. It's like, why does food safety news on the litigated dish? Why does she have to one of her first articles have to be about can foodborne illness kill cause death? They've been around for 14 years, <laughs> it litigated almost a billion dollars in lawsuits for Marlon and Clark. And one of the first articles on this new column is can food safety illness cause death? Right. There's going to be a lot right. of trolls, Francine. They're going to talk so much crap. Yeah,
1: and I'm just like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. Whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I No, I agree. But then there's going to be people who read all that. And so, yeah, you're like, oh, okay.
1: Well, and that's the key. I think that I don't know if you read it.
0: Well, what we have to do read is we have to it. probably set up an army. Of people, We can have right. Jonathan be our general.
1: <laughs> I think personal attacks are the worst, you know, but yeah. you gotta, whatever.
0: Yeah, the personal attacks don't bother me. They don't bother me. It's more the, it depends it's more on what people it is. saying bad information. It
1: depends on what it is. It depends. Yeah. It's, I think it depends on what it is. You know, we're human. At the end of the day, we're human. At the end of the day, we're human. So it depends on what it is. But I'm not, I'm not concerned. I'm really not concerned about the trolls because trolls are, they're everywhere.
0: I was laughing at all the comments though on our Oh my TikTok. God. It was. Francine <laughs> and I were going back and forth <laughs> on text message.
1: Just typing through this. Are you kidding? <laughs> and just, and you have to, you have to respond. You have to be interactive with your audience. So you have to respond to some, but there are some that are just better
0: left alone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think we did it. Okay, so don't eat poop, and it's not a good idea to eat heavy metals either, but definitely don't eat poop.